With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am your host, Emmy Morgan, and I have with me always my favorite person right now, my little, well, I was going to say little, my little big brother, Elliot, because <laughs> I am taller than Elliot, but Elliot's only a couple years older than me. So, say hi. Um, yeah, totally short. I'm in the, I'm in the five, six, five, eight range, which, you know, is not, not oh, you know, like, well, then you're the same height as me, because I'm five, eight. <laughs> See? Uh, yeah. So, as I we're just going to jump right heels. into it, I... <laughs> you would never wear heels. So cut the crap. I would never wear heels. No, no. Um, we're going to jump right into it. So the show is called Entanglement, and it is the word of the year. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow defined what was it, 2014, or whenever she consciously uncoupled with her then husband. <laughs> Uh, Chris Martin. So now we have entanglements. And if you guys don't know when you live under a rock, or maybe you don't live under a rock, maybe I'm the only source of news that you have, which would be amazing and scary at the same time. Um, so Will and Jada, there's been longstanding rumors that they have an open relationship, blah, blah, blah. They finally revealed the de- some of the details of their relationship, not all. One detail they revealed was that they took a, a break, which everybody, you know, when did that come into play? A couple of years ago, right? Maybe a decade ago. Taking a break in a relationship became a thing. So they took a break in their marriage, and she met August, August Alcina, who happened to be her son, Jaden, Pink, Jaden Smith, her son's friend, and they got into not a relationship. They didn't become lovers. They got into an entanglement. <laughs> Jada's words, not. I don't even know what that means. Do you know what entanglement means to me? It means I wanted some strange, and I don't want to admit it. When, when she said I, the word, I thought, oh, my God, their bodies must have been intertwined constantly. She had that good know, word. Right? You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing. When she said it to his face, too, she said, and I, well, I know, watched part of the video. She's like, yeah, and I got an entanglement with August. And he goes, oh, what? She goes, entanglement. He goes, you mean a relationship? She goes, well, yeah. But why did she say entanglement? Why did she? The, the thing is, she wanted, it, it's almost like she wanted to downplay relationships. It, it, psychologically, that's called mm-hmm. diffusing. 
Um, and it's um, something that we do when we know we're guilty, but we don't want to admit it. It's one of the ways that they can tell if you're guilty when you're being interrogated by the police. Um, but if you he admitted they yourself, were broken up, though. We're taking a break. So why is she feeling guilty? What does taking a break mean? Are you married or you're not married? <sighs> Apparently to them, it meant they, be, were fi- they, they said that they were separated. That's what they said. I don't want it. Separated is different. Okay. Not legally. Mm-hmm. But but they were talking about getting a divorce. They were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were talking about getting a divorce, and then here's the way that it works to me: is I, I, what you do, isn't what hurts people. It's mm-hmm. it's the way that you lie to them about what you do. Mm. If you were in a in a marriage and the two of you were talking to a divorce, and you said, you know what, instead of saying that we're going to get divorced. Why don't we just take a break? We'll take six months right. or a year. We'll go out there and we'll date. We'll get our feet wet. And then when we come back, we can decide if we want to be together again. Everybody's honest with everybody. I think that's the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know walking out the door that you're going to be sleeping with somebody else. Um, and, right. and I'm going to be sleeping, and we have made that agreement. I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with polyamory. To me, as far as I am mm-hmm. concerned, what consenting adults do with their lives ain't none of my business. But when you start putting all of this jargon in it, oh, well, it was an entanglement. We were on a break. Call it Mm. what it is. Be honest. To me, if I, oh, well, we were on a break, that means that the person that you are talking to didn't realize you around on them and you feel guilty about it. That's what that says. And that's what it says in an interrogation Mm. room. In an interrogation room, did you kill her? Well, not necessarily killed her. You know, there was an altercation. That's distancing. Or or when a child is missing, they use this a lot when they're talking to the parents. And if the parents use that sort of distancing language from what happened to the child, then they know to suspect something. And that's all it right. is. It's just a psychological tactic to make yourself feel less guilty about something you knew you had no business doing. And the thing is, there has been rumors around that same time that Will was hooking up with Margot Robbie. And, of course, that's never been um, answered. But, yeah, that was strange entanglement. Okay. And here's my thing. I, I, there, based on this topic, there are a number of, of aspects to this that I want to get into today, if, if I have your permission. Go ahead. Because on the Britney kick, I okay. don't like the way she's been treated. I'm on the Kanye kick. Y'all people need to keep giving him rope to hang himself with. And mm. I I am part of science fiction fandom. I, I have been, since the 70s, part of this group of people. And recently, I've just become sick of it because it's gone from – when, when it first started, we were a bunch of people who were treated very poorly. We were the kids who were bullied in school. And we escaped mm-hmm. into science fiction and fantasy and all of that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and gaming so that we would have an inclusive group where we would be able to treat each other as equals and just love the things that we loved. And it was very nice. You know, right. there, there was this wonderful Star Trek ideal through all of it. Now... 
And and back then we had people who would get a little too involved. Um, I once had a girl tell me that, and this is an adult. This is a woman in her twenties. Told me that sometimes she had to clean up her room, and you know she didn't feel like it. So she would imagine that Captain Kirk was going to come, and you know inspect it. And she thought about it really hard. She believed it. So Aww, there's always that's cool though. But it's also very sad. It's it's delusional yeah, it thinking. Yeah. Because there's no such thing as Captain Kirk, and. That has been taken to the nth degree now where I actually, I am on this thing, which I am into Final Fantasy, and there are shippers, which I don't know if you know what a shipper is. Yeah, I do, but you can explain it. Those are people who write about the relationships between fictional characters. It's sort of a wish fulfillment thing. And Mm -hmm. I, I am very heavily invested at this point, at this point, for me. But there's a thing that they call Clarith, which is Cloud and Aerith as a couple, and Cloti, which is Cloud and Tifa as a couple. And these people dox each other. These people fight on the Internet, call each other names, freak out. If, If somebody who likes Clarith and Tifa goes to a Cloud and Aerith site and says, hey, I'd like to be a member... All of them just gang up on him. No, no, you can't have it. You're, you're horrible. And you're, you're gonna, and you, stop. There is no such thing as cloud and air. You are fighting over something that literally does not exist. I the, have to tell you, the reason that, why I know about shippers is because I'm sure you don't know because I don't think you spend time on Twitter. There's a thing called uh-huh. Soap Twitter. And uh-huh. it's people who watch soap operas, and we have shippers. Uh-huh. We literally have, we do names like on Young and the Restless, there's Sharon and Nick, and we call them Chick. Yeah. Um, there's um, Adam and Chelsea, and we call them Chatham. People fight each other, grown women, mostly women, and some gay men, um, fight each other, hate each other, block each other, everything yeah. over these couples. So I know exactly and, what you're talking about. But where does this go from shipping that. to stand? Where does that, where does that line change? And 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 it goes worse than that. There are women who who will design a video game and put it out there, and will get men on the internet sending them messages saying, "You bitch, how dare you write a video game? I hope someone rapes you to death." Oh, okay, that's crazy. Although honestly, there are, um, there are people. Like, do you remember the little, the, do you remember the cute little Asian girl in the new Star Wars, the new, the, the Disney Star Wars? She's freaking adorable. Um, oh, my yes, God. Yes. Okay, yeah. I totally want one of those. But she had to leave the internet because she was receiving <gasps> death threats and people telling her oh, they knew where she lived. <gasps> and that is what? not uncommon. That is not uncommon, and it's always women. Fandom has become anti-women, and I don't understand why, because fandom was really wow. kind of started by women. There would not be conventions out there today. They would be, there were conventions before the early 70s, but they were more formal where a bunch of writers would get together and talk about science fiction and stuff. It wasn't like, you know, Dragon Con or, or, or uh, San Diego Comic Con. It was a very different field mm-hmm. until... 
the early 70s when a bunch of women wanted to bring Star Trek back, and they started a letter-writing campaign to the network to say, please bring it back. And they all decided they liked each other, and they started hanging out, and they rented a convention, and they invited a, bunch, a hotel, invited a bunch of other friends, and it just turned into a convention. Women were the first people to cosplay. Women were among the first people wow. to play D&D. I was one of the first people to play D&D. Women were among the first people to have computers and to play computer wow. games. I, I had my first computer in like 1982 and played Zork and, and a lot of those games. And it just drives me crazy that women are not allowed. And here's the one that I'm really on this week. There are a lot of – when I was a kid, one of the things that we always lamented in early conventioning is that we didn't have more people of color because we felt like, you know, those people have to be being excluded as well. And we talked about it. A lot of us talked about it, how we would like to have more people of color. But now more people of color are becoming involved. And I have this, this pay, thing on my page with eight beautiful black women in these exquisite, detailed, amazing cosplays where people have said, well, that character ain't black. You can't do that. Of course you can. It's mm. We call it fantasy for a reason. You can right. be whoever you want to be. Right. It's a fantasy. You can't dictate and, color from a, a, a fictional character. Come on. Yeah, and you know, to me, maybe, maybe, if you know, they're. I, I don't even want to say this because to me, anybody who puts on a costume, they should be encouraged. Um, this is another conversation that I was having with a friend online. He said that. He was tired of seeing people with profile pictures with all these filters on and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, you and I are professional photographers, and we understand how to use that. But what you have to understand is what those people are doing is they don't understand the difference between toning up the picture and just blandly eliminating the things that cause them pain. Yeah. That filter is therapy for them. And when I see those pictures, I always say, oh, man, you look so beautiful even if they don't, because to me, that picture is a sign that not enough people have told that person they're beautiful. It's funny you say that. I have a friend who's a model, a guy friend who's a model, and Mm -hmm. I was talking to a photographer that knew him, and, you know, we were talking back and forth, and he's like, yeah, he uses a lot of filters in his uh, pictures. He actually looks better without the filters. I'm like, what? He does? Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, shocked. I was literally shocked. I'm like, he shouldn't have to use filters, but everybody uses well, the them. Idea the, the idea of the filters in modeling is, and here's something that people don't understand. There's this really great film called Preda Porta where they kind of talk about it or in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that, this is the funny thing, models used to be a little bit larger and kind of curvy because mm-hmm. they were beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the designers wanted beautiful women in their clothing. And then one of the designers right. went, yeah, but they're looking at the women, not the clothes. So we want to find the ugliest girls that we can. So the French went out yeah. and they got girls like Twix who are really skinny and didn't have any curves. The point was to find ugly women. It's called what? mannequin in French. Yeah. So uh... these women were picked because they were, and these men were picked because they were not particularly considered attractive. But human beings switched in their head and they said, oh, well, that must be the new standard of beauty. And now everybody's trying uh-huh. to have 2% body fat. <laughs> that is, which so is not normal. 
Do they know this? Like these these models, do they know no. that? Now they are considered the standard of beauty. Now they actually they fight to have, yeah. Even though uh, uh, 30 years ago they were not. They were not considered beautiful. Women were a bit more buxom. And, and for men, Lauren Hutton, those women. It makes sense because Lauren Hutton was told to fill in her gap, fill in her gap. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And now her gap is fucking yeah. famous. Yeah, and you I know, I look at, I look at, I around that age, I look at pictures of like Twiggy, and then I look at mm-hmm. pictures of Marilyn Monroe and Jane Mansfield, mm-hmm. and I am a Jane Mansfield guy. Oh my god! I mean, she she's curvy. Was gorgeous. She's curvy. She she oh she is, damn. I'm a little strong, okay. baby. You you okay over there? Do I, do I need to call I'm okay, yeah. EMT or okay? Okay. No, no. Just checking. I want to make sure you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I, I, I and but if you look at things like Playboy and the things that yeah. men's beauty standard for women is much different from women's beauty standard, and women don't understand yeah. how how men's heads work, and and mm. it's. it's 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 more complicated than men want to let out. Men don't feel emotions as deeply. And I was interested because they told me when I started the testosterone that that was one of the side effects that I would feel less deeply and fewer um, emotions. So it's actually a testosterone thing. But when a man loves you, you do anything for you. And he doesn't it, – it, men don't marry – men, when you fall in love with somebody, the way you look at them changes – so men don't fall in love with women that they immediately think are beautiful. They fall in love with women who become beautiful in their eyes. Hmm. When you ask guys what they love about their girlfriend, it's not, oh, that big ass. It's, oh, I love the way that she brings me breakfast in bed. Or I love the way that, you know, I really hate this thing, but she does it anyway. That's a big one for guys. I really hate that, you know, she's always bringing animals home, but it's really what I love about her. Not a big fan of animals, but I love that she does that, and she doesn't care what I think about it. Hmm. That she's a person of her own. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because. Oh gosh, I'm gonna. This is like. All right, we're gonna get personal. Okay, we're gonna get personal for a second. Absolutely. Maybe it's because I don't want mine. I don't understand why guys like blowjobs so much. I don't get it. I do not understand. I for the life of me, I can't figure it out. I'm like, why do they like, like a girl can treat them amazing? If she doesn't give him a good blowjob, he might break up with her. What, whatever. He's a show of guys you need to go out with. I'm not saying it's happening okay. to me. I'm just saying I have guy friends that are like that, or and, they they're, they're, they'd settle for. They're okay, not that into her. Or they'd be like, you know what? Okay, fine. We're not going to have sex. Can I at least have a blowjob? Like, what is it with? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it. Well, I, okay. I, I don't understand. One of the things. Help me. One of the things with me. Guys, men's sexuality is a little bit different. Women sort of take need a little time to get ready. Men have been known to get hard when the wind blows. A guy can get an erection oh, sitting God. in the in, in behind the wheel. 
So that is a purely physical thing. But Got it. Now, okay. sex, sex is in the head, in the mm. genitals. People don't realize Got that. It. That's why men can have women. And with a lot of men, men feel out of control because we are switching paradigms. And there was a time when the father and the husband was the head of the household and everybody did what he said, and war right. cleaver, yada, yada, yada. And that's right. not so anymore. No. So a lot of young men, I think, feel like they were promised certain things that they would have mm. a woman. Like my nephew, my nephew and I had a huge argument. Um, I said, I, I said something about in his presence about um, spousal abuse, and he said, and this is from a 13-year-old. Okay. Oh God. He said, I'm well, scared. you know, women, you gotta, you gotta beat them because if you don't beat them, then they cheat on you. Oh. And I said, I beg your pardon. He goes. He goes, yeah, that's what, that's what Eminem said. And I said, okay, oh, in the first place, my God. I'll beat you down if Eminem is your role model. And second of all, and he, if you have to be a woman to keep her faithful, then you ain't much of a man. And he kind of looked at me for a second. And I like, believe that. That's the thing. I know. He's just saying stuff to, to sell a record. He doesn't believe that himself. But oh the kids God. hear it and they don't know that. So oh. boys have been told, boys are told all kinds of weird stuff about girls. And uh-huh. I, another thing that I went into on my page today, uh, yesterday, this girl, uh, uh, yeah. I was scanning through the feed and she's like, oh my God, I just got too many dick pics. And I started joking about it. And I, my response when I was a girl, when I get dick pics is I've always had a lot of gay friends. And so I would mm. send it to all of my gay men with his with his address, <laughs> and I would take it. At least you feel pretty critique. <laughs> I didn't. That's so fucking evil. <laughs> that is, is so too much fun. It is. It is. It's horrible. And they, oh, they stopped talking to you pretty quick. Uh, yeah, someone sent me your pick, and I just wanted you to know that I've oh seen bigger god. on 18 year olds. Yeah. Oh um, my god, you are so evil. Gay men are brutal. But you made me we got to talking that about it. So... And finally, I said to her, I said, look, all joking aside, the dude is ugly, and the dude is funny, and the dude is stupid, and the dude needs to learn about manscaping, for God's sake. At least shave your knuckles. Mm. But. Right. The truth is, right. is that the definition of rape is any unwanted sexual contact. Men don't realize when they send dick pics to women, they are raping them in the technical mm. definition. Mm-hmm. Because we don't treat it that way. And the reason right. we don't treat it that way is because women, when you receive unwanted sexual contact, freeze. Don't move. Mm-hmm. You may antagonize him and he may hurt you. And I think that we should be teaching our daughters exactly the opposite. Because when you right. hear about women who survive rapes, um, one of the things as a security, when, when I studied law enforcement and dealt with a lot of security consultants, and security consultants will tell you if you work retail, do anything they ask you to do except go in the back room because there's mm. only one reason to take you to the back room. Yeah. 
They're like a lot back there. They're going to kill you. That is the point where you kick and you scream and you fight and you do whatever you have to because you have a choice of dying here or dying there. Right. And that's what we need to teach our daughters, that they shouldn't – because clearly we're not going to teach our sons anything. I was just about I to say taught, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I taught my son my, – I am so proud of my son. Um, he was Ubering. He was doing Uber Eats. And he got an order from Hooters, and they screwed it up, and he had to sit in there for 45 minutes, and he sat in there, and he talked to the girls and all that kind of stuff. He's 17, right? So he comes out, and I looked at him, and I said, well, that must have been a good evening. And he said, you know, Mom, I have real mixed emotions about it. He said it was really awesome to sit there with those beautiful women, and their bodies were amazing, and and I wanted to look at them. But I felt like I was taking advantage of them and being disrespectful. And I felt like... I was using them as a piece of meat, and I didn't like that. Aww. And I said, I said, well, you have to understand that as long as you treat them respectfully, they sort of put on the uniform to be looked at. And, right. you know, that doesn't give you the license to treat them like crap. And if you don't treat them like crap, they will like you better because most men do. Right. But if you go in there and you're like, yes, ma'am, and thank you, and and you're very respectful to them, then you're that special guy who made their night as opposed to the other 800 guys who ogled them all night long. Or tried to slap their butt. Hmm? Right. Or I said I would try to slap their butt. Because that's what some guys do, which is disgusting. Um, Yeah, you were saying about rape. Here, I have another example of rape that is, I'm just like shocked. I remember the story. I don't remember where the woman was from, and I don't remember what her name was. This girl wanted to have a baby with her boyfriend. She wanted to so bad, and he was like, I don't want to have a kid. I don't want to. This hooker, no, I'm being nice. This rapist drugged his yep. beer. She put this all online. Drugged his beer, had sex with him many times. She did this over like three or four months, she said. Finally got mm-hmm. pregnant, told him, oh, you know, we got pregnant and he married her. And she's like, well, I got yeah. what I wanted. Now I'm with my husband and he's happy and I'm happy. Bitch, no, he's not. He's miserable. No. And he doesn't realize you he just didn't. trapped him. Like, you raped, first of all, leave. you raped him. And he's then not gonna you stay. trapped him. He's not going to stay. And he's going to hate that kid. That kid yes. is a product of rape. Period. End See, of story. Men are programmed not to report rape, though. Because that's a woman's yeah. thing. A man is stronger than a woman. Men always want to have sex. So, and he's not going to hate the child. It would be easier if he could hate the child, think? but he won't. I, I know, mm. I know men. Uh, that is what women use. That's the only reason why she decided to get pregnant and use that handle on him because that is the mm. one thing that cannot walk away. For women, having a child is all about nurturing and yada, yada, yada. For men, children are immortality. Mm. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, so it's like a product of him. That is my legacy. That is Got my it. Got it. So he will. I just feel he, bad for the Men guy. will walk away. 
men will walk away from children if women force them to, but as a rule, yeah. guys love their kids. It's more common True, for a woman to have like children. Yeah, it's hard to find a, a mom out there that's been told by the court, you're not a good enough mom, the kids are going to stay with the dad. That's rare. Um, and it's, it's more it's common for two reasons. that the, it's the other way around for the dad. But it's rare ahead, for two sorry. reasons. We still have a, that's a double-edged sword, okay? Women mm-hmm. get paid 25% less in the United States for the same job because men have families to support. Women, on the other hand, are much more likely to get a hold of children because they are considered to be better nurturers. And even if, the, in the court's eyes, that court-ordered child support still comes out of the money, which is why it's justified to pay men 25% higher. Mm, got it. It's like really it. screwed up. We need to it is completely <laughs> change the way that we deal with gender. I mean, you said that, I didn't. Actually, everybody has been saying that. There are certain celebrities like Benedict Cumberbatch. He actually won't do a movie unless his female co-star is getting paid the same as him. He said that. Yeah. I forgot what movie it was, but he did say that. When people um, heard that Emily Blunt was getting paid less than The Rock, I feel that's different from Benedict because it's called Jungle Cruise that's coming out with The Rock and Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. The Rock is also the producer and the headlining star, number one. Yeah. Are you going to go see the movie called Jungle Cruise? Take The Rock out of it that has Emily Blunt in it. Who's going to see that movie besides all the Yeah, gays? part of it is about who's a bigger draw. That, that's what I'm but, trying to you know, say. Exactly. If Meryl, so how if do, Meryl how would she get movie, more? True, true. If Meryl Streep was in that movie, she'd get paid less too, let's be honest. True, she would. Meryl Streep, like, you know, people think that Meryl Streep has millions. She is a millionaire. She's nowhere close to um, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence has yeah. more money than Meryl Streep. Let that set in for a second, guys. Yep. Meryl Streep has run Speaking three Oscars, a slew of Golden Globes. I think she won a Tony. And but part of she, it is, she has is less she, fortune than Meryl. Go ahead. Sorry. It, but she acts because she loves it. Jennifer Lawrence acts because she, she wants to make money. Right. I mean, right. your goal is where, usually where you're going to – it's one of the things that I tell people. Until you figure out what you want, you're not going to get it. Right. And I have so many friends who are creative, and they're like, I'd love to be an actor, or I'd love to be a painter, or I'd love to do this, but I can't make the money at it. Or, or those gigs only go to certain people. My response to that is, is I know – hundreds of people who make a living wage acting or painting or whatever, you have to decide, do you want to be a movie star or do you want to be an Mm. actor? Actors always make money. And it's funny you use those words. Whitney Houston's mom, I I don't know why, I just just popped in my head. Whitney Houston, um, when she was coming up, she said her mom told her the exact same words. Do you want to be a singer or do you want to be a performer? Because you can sing in the church all you want. But if you want to yeah. be a performer, let's do that. Let's move that way. And yeah. that's when she signed with Clive Davis and all that. Sorry for the tangent. It just reminded me and I had to, I had no, to you're mention fine. it. And, and um, speaking, of, speaking of celebrities and gender politics, Iggy Pop frequently yeah. wears women's dresses. And I don't, I, I mean, like, he'll, like, buy a frock at Ross. You know, you'll see yeah. him, in like, in, like, 
something that any woman would buy at Ross. And somebody wants mm-hmm. to understand why you wear women's women's clothing all the time. And he said, it's because I don't think there's anything negative about being a woman. Wow. But and that's the thing. Feels, his his dress feels almost um, non-binary because I never realized he was wearing yeah. dresses. It's like like his, yeah. the way he mixes up the masculine and feminine. I, I just I never yeah. noticed until you said something. To be honest with you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Maybe I'm being naive. Prince wore heels. Nah. And he he bagged women left and right. He was banging. Kim Basinger during Batman. I mean, this this man wore high heel boots. Okay, and he, yeah, he always bagged the woman, and they were gorgeous. It's been my experience that people like you if you're genuine. Everybody, mm. it's so funny. I'll get a job, and in the interview, I'm just being me, and the interviewer will be like, "Well, maybe you need to tone that down with everybody else." But I love it, and mm. I'll say, "If you love it, don't you think everybody else will?" And they go, huh. "Yeah." And then they hire me, and they find that it's true because I, I, I can be tactful, but I don't lie. Mm. I don't believe in lying. And people, I, I think some people don't mean to lie, so it's more like, okay, I'm going to embellish the truth, entanglement, but I'm not going to tell a full lie. You know what I mean? I think it's the whole entanglement thing going all the way back to that. Where it's like, okay, I'm not lying, but... Live omission is a lie. I mean, yeah. And it's not not about... Go ahead. It's it's not about virtue. It's about respect. I Mm. respect you enough to say, look, this relationship isn't working out. I know I'm miserable. I know you're miserable. Why don't we just be adults about it? Why don't we come up with an adult solution instead of dealing with 2,000, 4,000-year-old tribal ritual crap? You want to invite a third person in your marriage? Fine. If you want to take a year and not be married and then come back together and be married again, fine. Be honest with all of your partners. Mm. And and that, that's the thing about – that's the thing, another unfairness about for, for trans women because – I can live my life. We're damn rich you do and we're damn if we don't. Yeah, you can. You can. I, I, somebody asked me, would you tell somebody you were dating that you were trans? And I'm like, if somebody that I was dating didn't know that I was trans, I probably shouldn't be dating them because I have a freaking <laughs> T-shirt. <laughs> not that you're I'm, obviously I'm not, trans, but you talk about it nonstop. You talk about how you are. I know, trans. right? Yeah. I am you very proud noticed, of it, and I want Jane. to give you an example. Right. <laughs> I, I believe that the more you know something, the less afraid of it you are. And I want to mm-hmm. be that ambassador. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm a trans man. Absolutely. I will tell you anything you want to know. I have been asked the most personal, intimate questions, and I am nonplussed. I just answer them. It, I know that people are curious, and they're afraid to ask. So for God's sake, ask me. You know, I so... But it's not the same for trans women. Right. Trans women right. sort of have to hide because their life is on the line. No, well, I mean? not only that, but I understand that people don't know very many trans women. I get that. 
um, on a daily basis, you don't. Like, the average American doesn't know. So they want to ask questions. The first thing I always get asked is, what surgeries have you had? That is none of your fucking business. I'm sorry. I feel like, and I've asked, and this guy, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. This guy, (laughs) he asked me, point blank, can you send me a picture of your clit? He said that to me. I go, well, first of all, I know what you're doing. And second of all, I don't send nudes. He said those specific words because he wanted me to say back whether I did have one or not. And that would tell him so much. But yeah. number two, I asked him, I said, do you say that to cisgender women? He goes, well, sometimes I go, no wonder you're single. Yeah. Guys, yeah. cisgender, he, heterosexual he men, did. do not ask those questions, please. Yeah. That's disgusting. And see, and I get asked that question all the time, says, and I go into detail. Oh. I go into surgical detail. See, I'm the, you, you, I'm the total opposite. I'm the total opposite. Yeah. I'm I'm fascinated by the medical stuff anyway, but I also believe, mm. like I said, the more people know, and I so I have people who come to me and they're like, well, what about the trans male or what about the trans woman? I've always wondered. I'm really curious, and I'll tell them, okay, mm-hmm. there's a thing called top surgery, and it's a reduction of the breast. It's like a mammy. It's like a mammogram. Uh, um, uh, uh, what do they call that? Uh, yeah, that's what trans people call it. A mastectomy. Okay. It's like a mastectomy right. where they create a new smaller breast. Um, you have to wait till six months in at least with your testosterone because the fat is shifting. And then there's bottom. And I'll say it's. Oh. Elliot got disconnected. Sorry. I'll let him know. Oh, man. He was going off. I love it. Sorry. He's just going to call right back in. For those of you that don't know, obviously, Elliot is is trans. I love him so much. He is just so honest, so straightforward, and I just love him. I freaking love him. Um, Here he is again. Hello? Your phone couldn't take it. I mean, your phone was like, I know. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I have have an internet now here. You're talking about oh, yeah, being no. um, open about being trans. Usually by the time you get to starting to talk about bottom surgery, people realize yeah. that they're, they've asked for more than they really want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's nice. So, And I have I, a video, an animated video I sent to some of my friends who asked about it. And it's yeah. lit- I forgot who made it, but it's an animated video and it shows everything that happens. My after I friends have never asked me another question. <laughs> I've seen it a funny. couple of times. Yeah, you but know I what also I'm get the about, other. Right? Mm-hmm. I also get the the typical gay questions. When did you know? Uh, How do you feel? Yeah. I yeah. don't mind answering those questions because True. I understand that, especially white people, are new to this whole acceptance ball game. And mm-hmm. that the awkward, stupid questions that they're asking that we find annoying are their way of trying to become comfortable with it. So Not I can that, I know I know that I it annoys them. I also think it's them asking, Am I like this person? So if I ask these questions and I yeah. answer no to all of them, 
that means I'm not trans. If I answer Absolutely. yes to even one of them, is that me being trans? So I don't mind answering those questions either. But when you start getting into physical stuff, even before I was yep. trans, when people would ask, like, oh, you're gay, top or bottom, I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, why are you asking me that? Do you want to fuck me or something? Like, wh- no, I'm not telling you shit. I've been al- Maybe always very conservative. Well, stand in line, sweetheart. I have um, a number of men on my wish list, so you aren't one of them, man. <laughs> Sorry, I, um, man asking. <laughs> I, uh, I know, right? Um, I, um, see, for me, my thing is, is, is if I ever have another relationship, we're going to date for a while, non, non-exclusively, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do it like the old school. Then we're going to become exclusive. And then maybe move in together, and then maybe get married. Nice. <laughs> nice. In you know what? That's trans. the way to do it. There's not. You know what? There was nothing wrong with how it was done before. I mean, granted, yeah. back in our grandparents' days, they would hang out for a week and decide to get married. I mean, things yeah. were totally different then. But um, yeah, there's nothing wrong well, with taking know, time and going slower. Into the into the early 19th century, um, mm-hmm. marriages were still arranged. You didn't need to choose. I would not mind one, except he has to be cute. And he, if he he has to be cute, taller than me with a nice butt. Other than that, I don't even care. Yep. I can work with whatever. And he dresses bad, I can help until, him dress. He has bad grooming, I can help him do Whatever. Up until the 1960s, it was very customary for the man to ask the father for the white, the girl's hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And rigidly, rigidly controlled. And I noticed it in my father's generation. Uh, as a, And with a lot of guys, this is one of the things that drives me crazy about men. And it's because, you know how women overthink things in their head? This is what men overthink. Men assume that they are horny most of the time. So women are probably horny most of the time, but lying about it. And if she's not sleeping with me, who is she sleeping with? Because she has a lot more opportunity. I have been celibate for 15 years. And it's another thing in my life I'm not quiet about. And I was celibate because I was working on me, and it worked. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I am at the point now where I am ready for – I could never say forever – Every relationship that I was ever in, I had a time limit on. Okay, I'm going to stay with you for two years because that's all I'm going to be able to take. I am actually right. ready to stay forever with somebody, which is huge for me. And wow. Well, it's a new you, know, you, though. That's why. Yeah. It's a totally new Because it's the genuine so. me. I, right. You know, if I couldn't be with Cindy forever, how could I be with anybody else? I can definitely right. be with Elliot forever. Definitely. Right. Exactly. You, you expressed exactly how I feel. I've been celibate for nine years, going on ten, and I feel the exact same way, and my friends are like, oh my god, how do you do it? I can't go a week. I'm like, uh, I had never had an answer for them. Now I get, thank you for giving me that answer. I appreciate it. I'm going to steal it. Just like, yeah, you know. Absolutely. I am. Um, it, good. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Oh, I totally lost what I was going to say. I'm old. Oh, okay, great. Um, I just wanted to really quickly touch on a couple of celebrities before we wrap up soon. Um, Naya Rivera, she went into, I think she was in, she was at some lake with her son. Yeah. 
got out of the boat. Her son got out of the boat. Her son got back in the boat, fell asleep, and she is still not found. How many days has it been? Like three or four? I'm yeah. shocked. Um, I'm not going to be one of those people that said, oh, my God, I love Naira Bay. I was indifferent. I guess here's the reason. Her character on Glee was my favorite character of all time. She was so fucking bitchy, but at the same time, you understood why. And she had, there are two scenes that stick out in my head. And there's even a gif that I use of her constantly. But Nia Rivera, the actress, the personality, I don't know. I guess I really, I never really followed her. It's no other yeah, reason than, her. I don't know. There was just, I don't know. There, there's no reason why I didn't. I just didn't. Um, She's not one of the crazy ones. But I'm shocked. She actually kind of is. <laughs> so there was a rumor that she was dating Mark Stalling. Stalling, who ended up committing suicide after he was put in jail for child pornography. Anyway, there's a rumor, a rumor, I don't know if it's true, that she was dating him, he cheated on her, and she scratched the shit out of his car. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's the rumor. And I always thought, hmm, is that, is she a little crazy? And then she was dating one of the writers who I knew through a friend, and then they broke up, and I'm like, hmm, what's the tea on her? But he never gave me the tea. He was such a gentleman. Um, I don't know, but I just, I, I liked her. I was shocked, though. But then to hear that this is the type of lake that nine people have drowned in, that there's trees at the bottom of this fucking lake so that even mm-hmm. the best swimmer gets trapped at the bottom of the lake. If they're at the bottom, they're done. They can't get out. So I'm like, holy shit. People, the townspeople have been saying, put signs up. The town hasn't done it. People have been warned. Like, the town knows this is a dangerous lake. Why I mentioned it is because, and I'm going to have to clap on this. People need to stop. People need to stop. What they're doing is now they're saying, oh, she knew about that lake and wanted to kill herself. Or they're saying, did you see the video where she drove into the parking lot? She looked disoriented. Her family is grieving. There's a picture of her mother on the dock of that lake, her arms stretched out. I'm guessing she's yelling, asking, Naya, come back. I can't hear audio, obviously, on a picture. And her brother's standing next to her. That family is grieving right now. This is not the time to speculate or make fun or have light. And it's definitely not the time for Twitter. People on Twitter to say, I wish it was Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle is, is a gross human being. She does not deserve to drown. What is wrong with you people? I was disgusted when I heard that. I'm Why reading it. Why the hell are people to somebody like, for making a game? I, I, I think that there's a lot more mental illness in the human race than we even suspect. They're thumb thugs. You know, they're, not, they're not mentally ill. They're thumb thugs. They would never say they, this shit to that, they, these people's faces. Never. Well, the internet, one of the things about the internet, and something that they've been talking about since its inception, is it gives you anonymity. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And thumb thugs. when you are anonymous, the person you mm-hmm. are when you think no one is watching is the mm-hmm. person you probably really are. Right. So right. True. basically, I make a mental note of that. 
and who I've I am been saying, online is who I am in person. <laughs> yep. I'm very flirtatious in person. I'm very flirtatious online. Sorry. Yep. But I uh, I don't think nobody nobody takes their kid to their suicide unless right. they're gonna kill well, a kid. There was there was a um a Brazilian woman who did jump off a, a bridge and she killed herself with her child because she had like this really bad custody thing. But that's what they were saying. Why did she put him back in the boat if she's trying to kill yeah. herself? Like guys Yeah no. Stop speculating. Just let this family grieve. Keep your speculations to yourself. Just because you can have freedom of speech at this point doesn't mean you should. This family is and, grieving. If if this was reversed and if this was your family and somebody was spe- some stranger was speculating, you would be fucking livid and you would want their head on a platter. Ugh. And I, I think that for the people who are being negative, who are like, oh, that she killed herself and the Leo. T- mm. Yeah. But I think that the people, I think that people love her and they want mm-hmm. to know they need closure. So mm-hmm. that's why the, closure, the yeah. large number of people, if people are going, well, I heard she was disoriented. Those people are trying to justify and distance and minimize this pain mm-hmm. that they feel mm-hmm. because they were her fans. I've always thought you that watch she was unsolved mysteries. You binge watch unsolved I, mysteries and you think you can solve this. You're not going to get a prize yeah. if you solve what happened to her. No one's going to tell no, you that you, you might get something. closure. <sighs> That's why people like no, I'm shows t- I'm like saying, Law and Order. I'm talking about the thumb thugs. I'm not talking about the, the family that needs the closure, the family that wants to see her body, the family that wants to know what happened. I'm talking about the people speculating, trying to ha- have, having just binge watched Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix and then think that they can solve this one. You're not going to get anything by, by solving it. If you can but tell us will. where her body is. But they is, will get something. Cool. What? They what will they get something. Get? They'll get what? the satisfaction of knowing the answer. Ugh, that is disgusting. That is gross. It's not, not you don't necessarily. don't win anything for if, doing it, though. If, if I were watching that and I could solve that mystery and give that family closure, I don't even care if I get credit for it. Don't you want to know... Who? What really happened in Lizzie Borden's house? No, I don't. You, see, <laughs> I want to know if she was innocent just, or not. Gross. I, no, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't necessarily think that it's gross. I think that it's about the motivations. I want everybody to have closure. I, I don't want these lingering mysteries of people who've who've been defamed, made possibly not in. And but I'm a criminal justice person, and that's what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to Completely find these people different. and make sure there was justice in this case. I so want to make sure there's Joe Schmo um, on the internet, and you're trying to solve the disappearance of Naya Rivera, and you solve it. What do you, just because you you've done that? What do you think that you're going to get after that? So you've given the, it's, the it's family, not about okay, this is. But then why do it then? I just so that you can call the police and tell them, and they can go to Naya Rivera's family and say, hey, it's solved. And where's her body? Her body is most probably here. That is the solution to it. Where her body is is the solution to that. I don't. That's all and, I want to know is but, where her body is. And I, but I, the truth I don't is. Know. Personally, is I just it, think that people it, need to shut up. God forbid somebody killed you. Mm-hmm. You better bet that I would be out there looking for their ass. 
You're a friend. It's different. You're a friend trying to get closure for yourself and my family. You're not some fucking stranger who has no idea who I am and just wants to solve it for clout. I I don't necessarily – if you watch Unsolved Mysteries, though, that's not what happens. What happens with Unsolved Mysteries, the show, is people call in and they go, I think I saw so-and-so here. It's basically a tip line. And I don't think that that's gross. I think that if I have a tip to where a murderer is and I don't tell somebody, then their next murder is on my head. Okay, but a tip is different from saying, I know what happened. Look at her disorientation. She's disoriented. She wants to kill herself. How is that going to solve anything? How is that going to help? That's not necessarily trying to solve it. That's looking for the – there's a difference between solving it and looking for the answer. When something bad happens, if you, if you love somebody, even if you don't know them, if you love their TV persona or whatever, there is – and I, I agree. A lot of people take it too far. You know, mm. you don't actually know this person, so you shouldn't be mm. impeding the grief of the family, people who mm-hmm. really did know her. That should be right. sacred to you. If you really right. care about her, then her family is your first priority. But right. you're anxious and you're upset and you want to think – you don't want to think that this person that you loved was in pain and so much so that they wanted to commit suicide. So you're going to go on the Internet and you're going to look for stuff like, well, she was disoriented. Oh, she didn't kill herself, so she wasn't in pain before. You know, She wasn't living this miserable life. I, I think that that is an instrument of our compassion, and I don't think that – some of those people are being assholes, and the people who say negative those nasty are the ones things, I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah. But the but the people who are just sort of speculating. Oh, I understand that she was disoriented. Maybe she'd had a stroke, or maybe you know something bad had happened to her. Maybe she had an illness. They are minimizing that pain in them. That that is compassion. That is giving her the benefit of a doubt. She would never do that. Something was obviously wrong followed her career and her interviews and I feel she was a sterling person. And, you know, and that's fine if no, you I want to speculate that, that, but don't do that on the internet where other people can see. What? There Why are not? people that are paid. There are people that are paid to be detectives. If her family sees what you wrote and sees only the tagline, oh, I see that she was disoriented. She probably wanted to kill herself. That's upsetting. They're already dealing with her death. They're already dealing with the fact that they have to tell that her four-year-old, yeah, mommy's not coming home. To add on yeah. top of that and need to see it on TV, and what if he hears it at, at his dad's house where he's at TV? Like, just keep it off the Internet. Keep your speculations it's, off the Internet. Um, I know people who are famous and become addicted to reading the negative stuff about themselves on the mm-hmm. internet. About themselves, yeah. I suspect, I suspect that most famous people probably don't do that, and their families might do it less. They only mm. look at the good stuff. But yeah. the truth is, as as a writer, I've had people who have given my books horrible reviews, and I've had actually I had one of those, and. It hurts, but it's sort of, and I hate to say this, you have to learn how to deal with it because it's always going to be there. And you have to figure, you have to realize that everybody has an opinion, and those opinions don't matter. 
The only opinion that matters is your own. You have to be very, very strong to be a celebrity, to be in the public eye, which is why Diana um, failed at it so horribly. She was not strong. Um, but yeah. there is a difference on the Internet. I think that there are some people out there who are being snide. They're being like, oh, that bitch killed herself. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. That is horrible. I don't think that's yeah. what the most Agreed. of it is. I think most of it is fans who are trying to go, did she commit suicide? Was she depressed? They want to know because they want to know about her life. And that's the point I of being a celebrity. That. That's mm. what fame is. Fame is wanting people to be interested in you. I'm going to disagree on that. I think that more people are being assholes than they are spe- like speculating to minimize their pain because if you look at their timeline, they've never mentioned her before. They've never posted about her before. This is them. And, and those some people, people, oddly enough, are on the radio, which is just crazy to me, but whatever. And see, um, and see, yeah. that's, and, and see that's completely different because I'm, mm. there are fan groups where there are people who are not being negative. And, of course, there's Different. always that negative vein. Mm-hmm. Even anybody, when I die, you know what? I think that I'm a pretty nice person. I, I you know, I've done a lot of public service. I've spent a lot of time talking people down off of roofs. I, you know, I, I have always tried to be helpful and all of that kind of stuff. And, yeah, I fail sometimes, and every once in a while I'll get mad. I got this message from somebody that I had never even heard of saying, I know what you did, and it's, you're really a horrible person. Oh. I have no idea who they were. They used sort of a one of those internet tags. It uh, comes out of the blue. I have yeah, no idea what the they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is, I got that, and there was a time in my life when that would have crushed me, like you said. Mm-hmm. But I looked at that, and my first instinct was, what do you think I've done? That's intriguing. And I, that person that already blocked me, I was not going to go back yeah. at them and yell at them. I was going to go back and say, yeah. what did I do? <laughs> Where are we at? Who are you? Let's talk about this. Because I don't I think I'm a horrible message, person. I would have ignored huh? it because if I got that message, I would have ignored it. Because, number one, I'm the type of person where if I don't like a celebrity, I have a specific reason why. I don't mm-hmm. like Emma Roberts because she's a domestic abuser. I'm sorry. Same reason why I don't like Chris Brown. But for me to say, oh, um, I don't know, randomly, I don't like Kate Hudson. Why don't I like Kate Hudson? I don't know. I just don't. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So if I'm coming, if somebody's coming to me and say, you did something horrible, I don't like you, I'm like, uh, Okay. They block me. I can't respond to them. I'm not gonna think. I'm not gonna think about it ever again. I'll probably go to sleep really, really good. Um, but I just. I guess I consider what their feedback is. If they're explicit, then I'm gonna take that to heart. If somebody doesn't like my book because X, Y, and Z, oh my gosh, you're right. If oh, I just didn't like your book. It was poorly written. Well, that's a poor review. I'm sorry. That is a poor review. You're not giving me any specifics. You're being general. And are you saying it just to be a douchebag? I guess I, I'm a little bit different. I consider the whole thing. And if you and I were to get into a huge fight, 
it would be a specific reason. I would tell you exactly why. I'm not going to be like, Elliot, you're a fucking asshole. Why? Because I, I am. But... That doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, you're not. Shut up. Um, totally I do totally want to talk about something that, that I know that you want to talk about. Um, I don't even remember his name because I don't care to remember his name. A basketball player said, y'all are attracted to Jill Scott? Question mark. And then tracked back and said, well, I just meant, you know, you're sexualizing her. No, that's not what she meant, sweetheart. Jill Scott is, is she plus size? I don't know if she's plus size. She looks like a real fucking woman, first of all. She's plus, plus sizes are different her, for me than other people. Yeah. She's got this beautiful skin. She, I don't care what her shape is. She's beautiful. She's a, talented. For someone to say, to even ask the question, y'all are attracted to Jill Scott? Question mark. Um, it wasn't. Wasn't it just a year ago that she pretended to have to perform a fellatio on a microphone, and everybody, all these men, were sprung up on Jill Scott? I I got to show you the video. All these men were like, oh, my God, Jill Scott works the head like that? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yep. I just, the audacity for someone to say that. Is it because she's black or is it because she's a bigger girl? Why did he say that? Why? Uh, He says it because she's a very sexual person. Yeah. Yeah, she's a hot. I'm sorry. She's gorgeous. I wouldn't go gay for her, but she's gorgeous. She has a beautiful and she's face. she's an amazing actress. She, I think from head to toe, she's beautiful, to be honest with you. And I haven't I got past her yet, so. She, was, she what? What you? Oh, Lord. I haven't got past her yet. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, another topic before we... Wrap it up. Just one more. Um, this might. I think also one long. more. One more thing. I I think that yes, she has a beautiful skin tone. I mean that. Yes, is- I agree. I said that. Like her skin is like milk chocolate. I don't know how to describe it. It's like I want to eat it. <laughs> and it's <laughs> so smooth and even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. Um. Your boy Trump is making the news lately, huh? No, my boy. Um. <laughs> A couple of things. One, he almost, he somehow roped Goya into his little web of lies. Um, The president of Goya said very favorable things about Trump and everyone's now boycott Goya. Um, I don't think, I don't know. This is, this is weird. For somebody who he he basically went and said Spanish-speaking people are good for cleaning Marilargo, but that's it. And this guy is saying destitute and he shouldn't help them. And then for a Spanish-speaking man to say, oh, well, I love Trump. For any minority to say that they love Trump, it's weird. <laughs> What's your Claire? What's your name? The apologist? The who? The, the, black, the black apologist. What's your name? Claire something or other? Oh, Candace Owens. Uh, Candace Owens. Why would she uh, say it? She says it 
there's this really great photo on the internet. Um, it's like eight black people in MAGA hats sitting together at one of the rallies. And it's mm-hmm. like, and the irony is there are only eight black people at this rally and they're segregated. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah. They're all sitting together. They don't even realize it though. They don't realize Was there, was there it. a black only sign there? Only- I, Probably. So that so now there are people there are Latinos for Trump and and then they're they're like putting up videos saying, Oh, you guys trying to cancel Goya? Let Abuela come for you. What? You know what? I'm confused. You know maybe you know what? We're gonna have to find a new name because they're not Uncle Tom's, are they? They're like Uncle Pedro's or something. No, they're not. I don't know what they are. I'm just gonna leave that there. The other thing that made news with Trump is he finally wore a mask, which is hilarious for a lot yeah. of reasons. His supporters have said, this is a fake disease. He said it's a Chinese disease. And for him to wear a mask that's going to impede on his orange makeup is hilarious because now he feels it's serious enough that he has to wear a mask, which Kind of leads me to my next topic really quickly. I, I apologize. Well, I wanted to ask you a question on that. When he Go takes ahead. off that mm-hmm. cloth mask because it's white on the inside, yeah. do you think it looks like a coffee filter or like it a cigarette so filter? Does. It is, I said that on Twitter. Um, a writer that I, I admire, his name is John Fusco, he wrote, um, he wrote The Shack. Um, yeah. He was saying, you know, oh, finally Trump wore a mask. And I, <laughs> he liked my tweet, but I tweeted to him. Said, um, Let me do my two-minute rant said, oh, about you know, masks. This is my, my rant about masks. His makeup will be all over the inside of that mask. But go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Here's my rant about masks. I want to okay. go to the gym, and I want to go to the nightclub yes. pretty desperately. And if Jesus. all of the adults in this, pl- on, in this country could be trusted to put on a mask, we could do that right now, yeah. today. Mm-hmm. We could open everything mm-hmm. up and life would go on. But y'all out there messing around, yelling, and that's why everything is closed. If you will put mm-hmm. on the mask, we could go back to the way things were. That's simple. And you don't even have to do it for the rest of your life. If there is a new normal, we have under-responded to every illness that has ever come through. I, I don't care if mm-hmm. it's the cold. If it kills people, then we should be responding to it. Not necessarily with eight-month quarantines, but definitely with a couple of weeks of wearing a mask. Look at New Zealand. Right. <laughs> they wore right. masks, and it's done. Put They're on done. the mask. They're open. Mm-hmm. Like they said, it puts on the mask from nose to chin, or else it gets phase one again. Put on the damn mask. <laughs> yes. You made a rhyme. I love it. Um, uh, by the way, the idiot put the mask on underneath his nose. But whatever. It's over his mouth. Yeah, he took it off his nose. We can't hear him talk. Because he's petulant. Um, he was forced so, to wear that mask by someone. Oh, he's like a child. I will say this. Governor and I want to know who had... Oh, go ahead. I wanna, go ahead. Finish your I want to know who had the power over him to make him wear the mask and why they haven't exerted it sooner. Don't know. That's a good question. 
Um, I hope they, I hope another book comes out by his niece that tells us all those answers. Um, Governor Baker in Massachusetts, he may be a Republican, but every person is listening to him. We all watch his newscast every day that he comes on. Um, he, he's been responding very well. There were a couple yeah. of days last week where we had zero deaths. I don't, I haven't watched his newscast in a while, but um, last I know we had zero deaths and that was like on Thursday, I believe. So um, just do what we got to do. It's not that hard. Uh, but the thing that really bothers me is Brianna Taylor and Elijah McClain's killers are still not arrested, but immediately Trump commuted the sentence of Roger Stone. Yep. What? How? Wait, hold on. Like, what? <laughs> Two people so were murdered. Someone- and yet you're going to release somebody who perjured himself and did a bunch of crimes? I don't care if it's your friend the, or not. That's an abuse of power. The Republicans are, are, have given up on the Republicans have given up on taking power because their base is falling apart. Romney mm. stepping out of line is a big thing. Once Romney stepped yeah. out of line, it was pretty much over because Mitt Romney yeah. has a lot of power in the Republican Party, a lot, almost as much as Mitt, Mitt uh, Mitch McConnell and Mitch McConnell is about to be voted out, and he knows it. So yeah, um, he is. I bet. Basically, um, um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, it's it's falling apart, and the Republicans are no longer trying to take power. They are now just going for body count. Nothing. By body count, do we mean that? Coronavirus is so dangerous that uh, Michael Cohen needs to be released from prison, or is it so not dangerous that we need to send kids back to school? Which one is it? I'm confused. (laughs) Which one is it? I don't understand. Are they trying? Are they trying to kill kids? Or or what? I'm. The Israelis, when the Israelis first started, they had um, their initiative, their military initiative was codenamed David, after King David in the Bible, who took out Goliath. Because there was this Mm -hmm. tiny little country that was surrounded by all of these big military powers. And so they figured out that what they were going to do is they were going to kill, with. they were going to be David. Pretty Mm -hmm. soon it changed to Samson. Do you know the difference between David and Samson? Nope. Samson killed himself while killing his enemies. Samson went for body um, count. That is exactly the same thing that the Republicans did. They went in there, they thought there was going to be a coup and that they were going to make a Handmaiden's Tale reality because that's mm-hmm. what they want. But that didn't work and it's all falling apart. So now they're hoping mm-hmm. to destroy as many of their enemies as possible. Kill as many, make as much damage as you can. Kill as many liberals as you can. And what they don't realize is that they're not killing liberals, they're killing conservatives because we all wear freaking masks. And these are adults we're talking about, just to remind everybody. (laughs) These are not kids graduating college. These are not kids in high school. These are adults. This is their These are the Pat Robertson people. Um, 20 years ago, Pat Robinson told 
evangelical Christians that the only way that they were ever going to get power was to infiltrate the government. And we are seeing the culmination of a 20-year plan by the evangelical Christians to take over the United States government. But they're not doing a good job. Like, you get here and you're not doing a good job. So now you're going to go away. (laughs) So now they're going to be Samson and they're going to take as many people as they can with them. Yeah, well, it's going to bite them in the ass in the end. Um, So to close it out, what did you have an Eva Mendez moment, a lighthearted moment? We talked a lot about serious topics today. Do you have any lighthearted moment that happened? I am in love with Jordan Peele's mind. Jordan Peele. Oh, Lord, that's not good. That's not a good thing. I Uh, know, right? I've been watching the Twilight Zone, though. And and I I love the fact, from my perspective, this might not be from your perspective, but one of the episodes he did is about this woman who gets a camcorder and she can turn back history. Oh, okay. In in it, there is this, this black mother is taking her son to college, and this white cop has decided he's going to kill them. And she keeps rolling Ugh. it back and rolling it back every time her Aww. son gets killed. And um, I want you to know that as a white person, we often don't feel the emotions that you we don't empathize because we've never been in that situation. Every right. time. We saw those blue lights, and I don't get scared mm-hmm. watching horror. Every time I saw those blue lights, my heart stopped watching this thing. Mm. I wanted to crawl through the television screen and beat that cop to death. That means they did a good job acting. Yes, and and it was a good episode. <laughs> I guess you know what I mean. Adventure. He just scared me. I thought he was funny. What happened to him being funny? He's fucking freaky. I'm scared. No, of him, no, so I don't want to meet him. I don't want to meet him. Um, Twilight Zone. I, I, I'm a horror person. I love horror. So he, <sighs> um, but this Twilight Zone, all of it. There's one where, um, there's one about how women are treated poorly. Mm. And he, he deals with all, and he's a bit heavy-handed. I'm not going to lie, because you know it's so pretty obvious. But social statements, he his, not just. And he scary. knows his audience. Okay. He has one about a woman who is very wealthy, and yep. um, her her maid is taken, and she thinks that she's good to her maid, but she's not. Mm-hmm. You know, she as soon as the maid, and you feel like it, as soon as the maid is taken, she calls her husband, let's get a lawyer, let's get her out of there. Um, but when she gets in there, you realize that the maid says, you keep saying I'm part of your family, but you didn't even know I had kids. You didn't know I had grandkids. You don't know their names. Um. I can't remember what the woman one is. There's a woman one, uh, uh, but it's uh, about rape culture that was really, really good. Wow. What he's good about, though, is taking that character, that person that you not are, that you are not, and making you empathize mm-hmm. with them so much that you understand what they feel in that moment. Yeah. As a white woman, every time that young black man was sh- was shot or tased or I... I wanted to die. It As a really who? affected me. As a who? Huh? What oh, sorry, say? white man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm still not the two. <laughs> I have to correct you on your own gender. 
it happens. I know, right? It will happen. You know, it will you happen get... even five years from now. Trust me. I know. Actually, no. For you, I it just... won't. Actually, for you, it won't. Actually, <laughs> because I'm, you'll I'm gonna... hear your voice I'm... in five years, and you'll be like, "Who is that it's talking? True. Oh my God, that's me! Oh my God!" I was. Yeah. I was. I for fifty-five years, I wore the dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no more. Yeah. Maybe on a lark. Maybe. That's one of the things that I thought about when I was trans. I was like, every once in a while, I'll see a dress and I'll think, that's gorgeous. I'd love to wear that. And then I realized it doesn't matter if I'm a man or a woman. I can wear it. Mm. True. True. True what anybody else no, thinks. There's no definition to what clothing style you have to have as a man or a woman. You can wear what the fuck you want. I've worn the masculine thing for 39 years. I'm good. I don't care if I don't have pockets in the front. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I really don't. See, pockets, I mean, I just don't have pockets are all awesome. in my pocket. Right. I can now put things in my purse, so I don't care about that. Um, I always hate carrying a purse. Oh, I love it. I, you know what? I'm not going to hold on. I wait. I got to knock on wood. I've only forgotten my purse once in the bathroom. That was one time. And I never will again. Um, See, for yeah. me, the whole, it was the whole thing. I would go in to Walmart, and I would be like, $20 for a pocketbook? That's insane. I'm not paying that. Hmm. And then I went up. And then as soon as and, – and it was – I realized now it was it was rebelling against the female thing because I went out and spent yeah. $35, on a, $35 on a bad motherfucker wallet. So. Hey. Um, I'm trying to think of my evil Mendez moment. Um Oh, actually, I took a writing class this week. I um, it was free. It was this um, our manager Matt sent me this link that says, you know, all of you people. I don't even know if you were on the call. Um, most of you was sending a um, email to all of his clients saying, you know, most of you are screenwriters. Take this free class. I did, and I loved it. And I actually signed up for a month long screenwriter class. I feel like. I've taken two acting classes. I can at least take one writing class. Not that I'm a pro at either, but it gave me a little taste. When I do these things, like when I did the acting class, my acting teacher, who's been a professional for decades, told me, I see great acting in you. I see that you can be one of the greats. I was like, holy shit, really? And so I took that kind of mentality and I said, you know, I really enjoyed this writing class that I did with this person. He's not trying to teach me how to write. He's trying to teach us how to expand yeah. the good points of writing. And I don't know. I'm just That's so excited. It starts in August. I'm so excited. Um, what would you say, hon? That's what a good teacher does. Yeah. I I already like him. I already think he's great. But um, Any shout-outs you want to give before we go? Um, I, yes, my, the wonderful doctor who told me that my leg is not broken, just really badly Oh my strained. God, that was scary. When you posted that, I'm like, oh my God, is his leg broken? He's going to be hobbling forever. I right am. when he starts it's, tea. Oh, I was so upset for you. <laughs> Thank God. It's, it's so broken. funny though. It's so funny. The, mm-hmm. At the beginning of the week on Monday, Sunday and Monday, mm-hmm. I could not, I did not have the strength to use my crutches. They took the tea on mm-hmm. Tuesday. 
by Thursday, I am navigating the world on my crutches very well. I'd be a mess. <laughs> I'm already feeling I'd upper body mess. strength. Good for you. Yeah, I'm not like that. Um, I want to give a shout out to one of the first celebrities who ever followed me on Twitter back when I was, I think before I transitioned, actually. Um, he's a football player, and I mean football in the British sense, like football, footballer. His name is uh, Stuart Reardon. He's no longer a footballer. He's retired. He's a model. Oh, my God. I am, I just, I love him. And he and I have been um, chatting as fans, like a fan, I'm the fan, he's a celebrity, um, since that time. I want to say 2014 or 2015. He is just like so humble and real and, of course, he's drop-dead gorgeous. He doesn't look like any other celebrity that I've ever seen out there. He's got, like, this pale white skin, his curly, curly hair, muscles for days, tats, long hair. Oh, he's so gorgeous. But he's just such a beautiful person. And I told him I'd give him a shout-out on my show. So, hi. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter, I think it's, um, I should have written it down before I even mentioned it, right? Um, I think it's too weird. And... Oh, my God. Sorry, you on Twitter. Too weird. And, um, on, wait, you're on Twitter? I didn't know you were on Twitter. Yeah. I just don't use it. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I, I started using it, um, 2014-ish, 2013. Uh, it's, it's weird. Some people are on Twitter and some people are on Instagram and some people are on both. It's just strange, like, how people don't like Instagram but like Twitter, don't like Twitter but like Instagram. I don't know. I can't figure it out. I'm on both. Whatever. But I, to me, he's gorgeous. I, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a novelist and I was taught that you get paid by the word. So that character mm. limit. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's micro-statusing, I feel like. It's almost like with Facebook, I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. With Twitter, it's like I had an amazing day today. (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it. And Instagram is, here's the pictures of my amazing day. So it's like they all serve a purpose, I guess. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Um, Before we go, I did want to bring up a topic that we talked about off air very quickly. Um, How do we deal with Kanye West? Because I was telling you, I think he should go back to Amber Rose because when he was with Amber Rose, he wasn't this crazy. Kim Kardashian, and and I'm, I'm sorry, Kim should step in as his wife and be like, babe, you're a bit fucking crazy. You're saying you're you're representing the birthday party instead of a uh, Republican or who's your campaign manager? North, sweetie, you, you gotta take listen. Do your fashion line; it's very profitable. Maybe lower some of the prices so that everybody can afford it, and be a dad. You don't need to be be in politics. You don't need to be in music. Leave Trump alone. Let's just do our thing. But no, I'm telling not- him that. I am not a diagnostician, Uh, Mm. but 
I have studied a lot wow. of psychology in my life, and I believe mm-hmm. that Kanye West has a mental illness, more of a personality disorder. He's a, probably a narcissist, um, probably a little bit of a sociopath. Um, and the truth is, is he needs medical intervention. And the more attention people give him, the bigger and more grandiose his antics will become. Because he doesn't care about being president. He cares about you paying no, attention. No, he doesn't. Right. He doesn't care about Kim Kardashian. He cares about you paying attention to him because he's married to her. Now, most of mm. us, all of us, the truth is is that nobody's opinion is ever about you. Mm. Nobody, this is a, a truth bomb here. Everybody looks right. at you through their own filter. They don't love you. They love things about you that they see or admire in or for themselves. They don't hate you. They hate things that they see in you that they hate in themselves. It's, it's always through a narcissistic filter. And that filter is very important because if nobody else looks out for you and gives you the attention you need, you're you're not going to get what you need. And most people are not narcissistic. Um, Every mm-hmm. once in a while, though, a Kanye or a Donald Trump will come along. And these people are completely empty. They're like black holes. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're just empty. It comes from – a narcissism, unlike most mental illnesses, is inherited from your parents through behavior. If one of your parents is a narcissist, you will either be a narcissist or you will suffer narcissist, um, what do they call it, narcissist survivor disorder. Mm. Because there are very specific, um, I have narcissist um, disorder because I was raised by a narcissist. <clears throat> and I have, I, I'm going to be honest, I think I, I, I uh, exhibit some narcissistic behaviors. Um, but the truth is, is, it's an addiction. He is addicted to attention because there's nothing inside of him all of his self-worth, all of his image, all of his love, all of his emotion comes from outside. And like a black hole, the more that you feed him, the bigger he gets and the more he needs. Mm. And that's the cycle. And it goes on and on and on and on until he does something dangerous and hurts himself. And I'm not talking about gets his feelings hurt or gets embarrassed because you can't embarrass him. They have this wall around them. It's like Trump. Everybody... You you see how Trump responds when somebody says, "Oh, you're down in the polls." Oh, that's fake news. They have yeah. these built-in behaviors that protect them from negative truths, and they will never ever look at them. Nothing is ever nope. their fault. They never do anything nope. wrong. They're always the nope. victim. Yep. So you cannot get through to them. You cannot fix them. Um, nope. Narcissism is one of the things that is pretty much uncurable. I mean, you can make the behaviors better, but the truth is is that the more attention Americans pay, negative and positive, to Kanye, the more outrageous his, his... And you can see the progression. It started with small stuff, like the Taylor Swift thing. Yeah. I mean, that was, was big but small, yeah. Yeah. But that was small compared to what yeah. he's doing now. And if you look at every oh single God. antic that he's done, they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually he's going to do something stupid like jump off a building or commit suicide or 
Um, you know what I think it was? I think when what? his mom died, that was his moral compass to tell him, Kanye, stop. Kanye, stop. Yeah. And I think when his mom died, he no longer had that. Kanye, stop. So he went for broke. Because his mom yep. died right around the time he went up to a 19-year-old Taylor Swift, grabbed the microphone and said, I- I'm going to let you finish, Taylor, but Beyonce had the greatest album of all time. His mom had died like a couple weeks after or before yeah. that. Yeah. So I think when she died, she was a do- First of all, this woman raised him alone mm-hmm. with his with her mother in Chicago, she had her doc. What happened was she died on the operating table with some cert, like a uh, plastic surgery. I don't know if it was like a back alley surgery or what. I don't know. We, but she, she died. And I remember because he had this roadmap carved on his head. Like his hair was all crazy design and he had sunglasses yeah. on. And when he did that, I said, this guy is broke. He's broke. Like, not, like, money-wise, yep. but, like, in his head. And then he did Something this whole thing where broken. he married Kim. Oh, broken. Sorry. That's what I should have said. Married Kim. And then a couple years ago, didn't he say, guys, I need $54 million because I'm broke. And now he's a billionaire. I, something yep. is not – this is – and just to let everybody know, this is totally different from the Naya Rivera speculation. This is us telling – because clearly somebody in his camp isn't helping him. This is us saying, yeah, I don't hate Kanye. I'm afraid for him. Guy. I, uh, thank I'm you. For I'm him. scared for him. He's got four kids to live for. He's yeah. got Kim. Actually, I watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I will admit it. I still do. Whatever. Judge me. I don't care. Kim said, I will. Kanye and I are in a fight because I. What did she say? I gave a ban- a certain Band-Aid to our son and not to him, and he got pissed off. Kim, yep, not do him. something. <laughs> that is just yep. a, like, how many signs do and you unless, need to help your husband? Unless he gets some balance, he's he's in trouble. The la- one, of the, like one of the reasons I brought up Jordan Peele is because one of the mm-hmm. episodes of The Twilight Zone that he did is about this guy who gets an 11-year-old mm-hmm. spoiled narcissist Elected mm-hmm. president. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and it's like spot hmm. on. Well, we all and, know who what that commentary of. <laughs> and That's I know, funny. right? But Kanye really—he really needs somebody to love him enough to yeah. tell him no and have him institutionalized. Like I said, narcissism is, is considered to be. to be fairly incurable, but can be controlled mm-hmm. with medication and behavior modification. And yeah. um, I, I really think that he needs to get some sort of diagnosis. I think that somebody needs to love him enough to do the tough love thing and say, dude, you're, you're destroying yourself because what you're seeing is a spiral of self-destruction. When I become famous, being Kanye's friend is the first thing that I'm going to do. And I swear to you, I will have open conversations with him. I know Jay-Z probably has and just probably gave he up won't by listen. now. He no, won't listen? He, well, you know what? I'll try. I'll keep trying. That's why they created the involuntary commit. commit. It has to be mm. – it can't be talking to him. It has to be somebody in his family says, hey, get in the car. We're going for a ride. And then they open the door at – Oh, you know, got it. or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
He needs, because he, he needs he people that, around him that he has all of those stuff. protections. He has yeah. all of those protections. He, well, let it's me just say fault. this. People around me that are close to me, family members, friends, tell me when I fuck up, please, because I will listen. And I have Oh, I will. And, and oh, I know you will. Um, <laughs> I do have people around me. <laughs> That's why I gravitated towards you, because I felt like not only were we, you know, siblings in this thing called transgender, but also I felt like I'm going to get an honest answer from Elliot. So I need to keep those people around me. And Elliot's not going to say the nice thing to make me feel good. Elliot's going to say, hey, listen, bitch, <laughs> you need to get your shit it together. Would be, it would be disrespectful of me to lie to you. I would not disrespect you. you that way. I respect you. I hate being... I, oh my God, I got to quickly talk about this. I have two roommates and I'm moving out of Boston. And last week I came home because I was away for three days and five days. And I came home and the hall light was on, the bathroom fan was on and the kitchen light was on. And so I texted them. They both moved out, but I texted them. Hey, I'm the only one here. I'm the only one paying utilities. When you guys come in, can you please just, you know, make sure that everything's shut off? One of my roommates said, I haven't been there for a couple of weeks. The other one said, oh, I was there, but those things were already on when I got there. I go, then why didn't you shut them off? She didn't say anything. So then she said, well, maybe it was somebody, maybe it was um, the realtor because, you know, they're showing the apartment. Man, you know the first thing I did was I said, oh, okay. I texted the realtor because she doesn't know that I have communication with the realtor. The realtor has been in communication with me to, to do showings. So I said, hey, Parker, have you been to the apartment recently? And he's like, no, I haven't. I go, oh, because I'm really confused because the lights and the fan were on. And, you know, I just, I don't know how long they were on for. And one of my roommates said that maybe you showed the apartment. He was like, no, I haven't been there since the time I took pictures and you let me in. I go, okay, thanks. I caught her in a lie, and I'm so disgusted with her. I know the truth. She knows the truth. I'm, I'm good with not calling her out, but I'm pissed off. I am so why, would you, why would you lie to somebody about something so trivial? I don't if I'm ever going to lie to you, it's going to be like, no, it's fine. It's not bleeding that bad. We're going to get you to the hospital, and you're going to be okay. <laughs> That's the lie I'm going to tell Thank you. I think because she knows that there's no repercussions. If she's lying to me, so what? What am I going to do? Tell her she's a liar? Yeah. I don't have to live with her. I think that's why she lied. And part of it, too, I think she also probably didn't think that I knew the realtor. But I have him on text message because of the fact that we have to engage, you know, back and forth. But I hate being lied to. It boils my, I lose, I have no respect for her. I lose complete respect for people when they lie to me and I catch them because I'm not a liar. That's why. There there are a limited number of reasons why people (sighs) lie. They lie for personal gain, which is not what she did here. They lie to avoid punishment, which is not what she did here. Or they lie because they don't want to disappoint people. I think that she just didn't want to Mm -hmm. disappoint you. Or self-preservation. She just wanted to make herself look like a Pollyanna. 
because there have been other times during the two years I've been there that things have happened, and I'm like, why would somebody do that? And I'm like, I think the other roommate did that. And she's like, oh, wait, yeah, I'm sorry, I did that. And I'm like, bitch. So, I don't know, maybe self-preservation okay. on her part to make herself look because it was sent to I, both I, roommates, so it makes herself look good, but whatever. Okay, I just okay. saw this one question that I want to ask before we close out because I think it's interesting. Yeah. Whose poster okay. was on your bedroom wall when you were a teenager? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? Ah. Ah. There were, I'm going to be 100% honest. There were... So many because I would buy Tiger Beat and I would buy yeah. Teen Pop and I would rip out those pages and I constantly change them. I can tell you a slew. Where do you want to start? Um, um, Kirk Cameron was, was my your favorite. favorite. Which Kirk one? Kirk Cameron. He was my absolute favorite. Kirk Cameron. And which look what he turned into. Which has gone well for me. Yeah. Hmm, I need to rethink that one. Um, then after um, after about season six or so, it was Leonardo DiCaprio when he came on as Luke. I loved Luke. Oh my God. Oh my God. I had when my brother was Luke. when my brother was younger, he looked like Leonardo DiCaprio. I know a couple people that do that too. Hello, Brian Moo. That's right, I'm talking to you. He was on this show. He he posts pictures of him as a kid. And he looks exactly like Leonardo DiCaprio. And I tag Leonardo every time he posts it. It's hilarious. So that was my favorite For me, it's TV really creepy. Star. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, don't you think he's hot? And I'm like, no, I think he's my brother. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that would be good. And then, and then I lost my, um, I, I'm sorry, Leo. I lost my crush on him when he played Arnie in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Although I love What's Eating Gilbert Grape, I felt weird liking someone who played so convincingly a mentally challenged person, and I felt weird, so I got over my crush on him. Movie star, um, oh, God, who, who did I like as a movie star? I had three categories, TV, movie star, and music. Who was my movie star crush? Um, I'm trying to think. Who was my movie star crush? Um, well, my girl movie star crush was Julia Roberts. Before that, it was, I don't think I watched movies like that before when I was a, a kid kid. Um, shit, who was my movie star boy crush? I don't remember. Oh, oh, duh. I can't, Devin Sawa, when he was in Idle Hands. Hi, Devin. I loved Devin Sawa because he looked like Leo, but more grown up. And then music. Um, oh, I have, <laughs> I had a thing for Gerardo, like, <laughs> so embarrassing. I had a thing for Grico Suave. I had a thing for him so bad, and I thought he was so hot. I don't know why. Oh, my God. That's embarrassing. Okay. What about you? Who was on your wall? I'm done embarrassing myself. Who was on your wall? Uh, when I was when I was preteen, it was the monkeys because I had a crush on Peter Tork. Mm, um, I was more of a Davy Jones. Everybody was. Um, yeah, he was short but cute. But 
Davy was kind of the macho one. He was the one that all the girls oh, wanted. He was because he's so he wore tight bell bottoms and he was the macho one. It's so hilarious. I know, right? That. I know, right? <laughs> Peter Tork was kind of goofy. Yeah, I sort of like that. And he had a tight. Um, and Davy always had like a shirt with it, like the buttons open, but he was still the macho one, which was weird. So weird. Even I, I've got to admit, and I'm I'm sorry for this. I I like sort of ditzy. I'm very attracted to kind of ditzy. Right now Uh-oh. on my telephone, all over my telephone is Reno from Final Fantasy, who is the sort of ditzy character. Wait, I'm no, no, we're talking him. about childhood. We we need those confessions. Come on, I embarrassed it. I said I liked Kurt Cameron. The one, the one that I wanted but could not have, was oh, couldn't even ask for, was uh, I think I know who. Oh, I was, I was thinking you were going to say Suzanne Summer because she played Chrissy Snow. Yeah. Sarah had a nipple. I, that Sarah was poster just was so, weird. Yeah. She was so fucking beautiful. She just, she, she was. really was. She was, though. Olivia yeah, Newton-John as well. Oh, um, good I was one. a huge Olivia Newton-John fan. Um, I love creative women as well. And I love strong mm-hmm. women. Um, yeah. Suzanne Summers. I didn't really get into it until no. I was older. Um, she got really I, hot. Mm-hmm. I love Goldie Hawn because she can play oh. Ditsy, but she ain't. That's you have personality for blondes, mister. I do. I do. Well, it's because blondes are more prevalent. I Actually, I love redheads. Um, I love Dita oh. Bontis. I think she's gorgeous. Oh, she's naughty. I, oh, I, I like them. In men... Alexander Skarsgård, I think it's Alexander. He's the brother oh, who was on True Blood. My God, he that is, is my. He's actually in my top ten. He is that is so my that is my beautiful. That is mm-hmm. my gay thing. Our love making would offend the gods. It would. I would oh, do things to and with him that he's fucking beautiful. Would make the heavens cry. Oh he's my hot. God! Like um, what's the word? Over hot, like he's like he's ridiculously beautiful. Like it's shameful how beautiful that. And he plays. Have you ever seen him in interviews? He's a little ditzy, but it's Um, controlled ditzy. I have to send you a video. There's a video of him dancing when he was drunk. I have to send you the video. You are going to have such a boner over this. He, I know, right? Yeah, he's. Yeah, I have to send it to you. Um, other people, I you know, when I was a kid, all of the girls that I hung around with were into Larry Wilcox and Eric Estrada. So I was just like, okay, yeah, great. Mm. Um, that was for Galactica. And this is a very sad story. Mm. I love Dirk Benedict, but I think I wanted to be Dirk Benedict. I was in love oh. with uh, Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch, who was oh. very feminine. Um, uh, when I... I when I became older, I actually went to a convention and met Richard Hatch, and it did not go well. Oh. That is my traditional Aww. don't meet your heroes story. Yeah. Because I walked away from that table, my skin was crawling. Well, still a little tea here. My friend... My friend met Katie Seagal 
um, Sons of Anarchy convention, and he said yeah. she was such a bitch. Ever since, the, no, wait, it wasn't Kate, it wasn't Sons of Anarchy. It was something else before Sons of Anarchy. He said she was such a bitch. He's like, I'm no longer a, a fan of hers. And ever yeah. since he told me that, I've not liked her. And when she's popped up on shows that I watch, I roll my eyes. I'm like, ugh, this bitch. Yeah. Because he's such a good friend of mine. And he's not going to lie to me. And, oh, yeah. I used to like Tobey Maguire until I found out what he was really like. I heard there's a reason why his wife divorced him. Oops. There's, and there's a reason why he doesn't work in Hollywood anymore. He doesn't do anything. But he has a production company that doesn't make anything. But it's because he's a jerk. But then you get people like Harvey Weinstein who have lifelong careers, and he's, he's a rapist. How did he survive and Toby doesn't? How, how do we? Because he was are people like, nice to the right people. Oh, okay. I understand. I had a friend Got in it. LA who said, when you're pitching, I read the story about this woman, and she was pitching, and the guy said, the, the the gentleman behind the counter said, no, I think that you should do this way. And she said, oh, that's a great idea, and we could do this too, and added to it. And she walked out, and as soon as she did, they turned to each other and said, we won't work with her. She's too hard. She's too argumentative. Wait. It's, she she no, agreed with them, though. Doesn't matter. Wait. She added to it. <laughs> they didn't want her to add to it. They wanted her to do it Wait. their way. Wait. That is not a way to run. Wait, hold on. <laughs> These men in power are fucking yep. ridiculous. Yeah, I worked in the publishing industry for 20 years, and the wow. publishing industry is racist, but they're not racist for the same reason everybody else is. Um, when I worked at uh, Baker & Taylor, which is the largest wholesaler, I found this guy who ran a, a, a black... Um, a black music shop. And he said, I'd like to include some black authors. And I said, mm-hmm. great. That's wonderful because I was always looking for new ways to make business. So I went to my boss mm-hmm. and I told him and he said, black people don't read. Excuse me. So I said, what? Oh, that's shit. Yeah. I went back to my desk because traditionally black people don't buy a lot of books and there's a reason for it. Mm. And I'm going to get there. So I went out and I found this, this publishing company called crown press that did exclusively Mm -hmm. African-American authors. And I ordered 20 titles and I sent them to this bookstore. And two days later, I sent him like a hundred books. Two days later, he called me back and he said, I am sold out. Wow. Really? So we went, I went to crown and I said, look, I've got this bookstore. What can we do for him? And he kept getting more and more books. And so I said, you know what? And I went out and I got a list of black music stores. And I called them and I said, look, we're having some success by putting black authors in your store. Would it be okay if we tried it? And they'd all be like, yeah. And pretty soon, pretty soon Crown could not keep up with the demand. Wow. Black people didn't read. And, and I, 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 I'm the person who opened that market. I, I'm, I, I'm very proud of that. Um, and it turns out that the reason that black people don't read because they don't want to read stories about white people doing mm-hmm. white stuff. Mm-hmm. They want a character that looks like them in the story. Mm-hmm. 
Right. But if you give them pretty, that, they are simple. much more voracious readers than because it's a hungry market. Right. Untapped so, as well. Yeah. So you really need to. Um, they they were racist because their paradigm didn't work and they had never thought beyond it. The only color that Hollywood sees, the only gender that Hollywood sees, is money. And if you're making them money, you can get away with murder. Um, there is somebody that is black that I follow on Instagram who put, want to hide something from a black man, put it in a book. And I was like, why did he post that? Yeah. As a black man, why did he post that? I was offended by that. But whatever. I I don't know. I don't know. Black people are very Maybe he was coming from... Maybe he's coming from how you explained it, but I don't know. It just came up recently. Like well, the, thank you again like the, for joining me. No uh, problem. Sorry, before we leave. Um, I'm going to call you after I have a favor to ask. Okay, cool. I, it's a good favor. You'll like it. Yeah, I'll do it. You're amazing. I love you. You know that. And um, I love will you, baby. talk to you in a few few minutes. Everyone, thanks for listening to us. Um, we can, actually, I can talk to Elliot for like seven. We love you minutes. guys too. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, again, if you want to uh, listen to us, blogtalkradio.com. I actually have an interview with one of my of my newest crush. I, I know I have so many. His name is um, Jonas. I can't pronounce his last name. That Zahidi. I'm horrible when it comes to pronouncing names that aren't easy to pronounce because I am, I'm just vanilla, I guess. I'm sorry. But he's going to be on here Tuesday. And how I met Jonas was, um, Junis, was he was on Flip or Flop. I saw him and I thought, oh, my God, this guy's gorgeous. Was posting about my, this episode of Flip or Flop I was watching saw him tagged in one of Tarek El Moose's pictures and then contacted him and we've been talking nonstop. He's such a nice guy. I cannot wait to pick his brain. Um, he is ridiculously gorgeous. Like I, I can't even, and he's so, he's Moroccan, Muslim, and was born in Germany. I mean, you can't get any different than that. Um, yeah. So I'm going to ask him the pronunciation of the name so I don't fuck it up anymore. I hate fucking up people's names. Um, but yeah. So look for that on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. And have a good rest of your Sunday. Bye, everyone. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.